Well, hello and welcome back to the Obsession Podcast. I'm Kiri Masters. And this week, we're going to be talking through Act 2 of The Life of Chris Jenner. And this is the manufacturing of a Jenner. First, I want to make a minor correction from the episode, the, the first part of the Chris Jenner series, where I believe I shared that um, the trial of OJ Simpson was a catalyst of driving Chris and her first husband, Robert Kardashian, apart. That event, the trial of OJ Simpson, would actually come later, and we will talk about it today. Um, the tension between Chris and Robert regarding OJ was some revelations that his girlfriend, Nicole, shared with Chris, who she was very close to, about um, her, you know, fearing for her personal safety in that relationship. So minor correction there, the trial comes later. We will get into that in just a minute. So the manufacturing of a Jenna, this is where we first see glimpses of Kris Jenner's incredible entrepreneurial spirit, her tenacity, her work ethic really come to life. And so this is a very formative part of the Jenna Kardashian story is how she basically turned Caitlyn Jenner's life around and used that as a, a catapult to what she would later do with her children. So resetting the stage and picking up from the first part of the story, Chris is in the midst of divorcing her husband of 10 years, Robert Kardashian, who was a lawyer and showbiz sort of guy in Los Angeles, friends, very close friends with OJ Simpson and, you know, wheeling and dealing contracts with musicians and Hollywood um, as a legal advisor. So part of the impetus for the divorce is that Chris is essentially getting bored with Robert and she starts up an affair with a hot young soccer player. That relationship ultimately fizzles out. It sort of goes on for a couple of years um, and Robert has enough. He has a private investigator tail her and they end up going through a pretty acrimonious divorce at the time. They would sort of make up a little bit later, um, but at the time he just really wanted, he had a lot of vengeance towards Chris because she had broken up the marriage um, and left her with with nothing. He cuts her off financially. And because she has never, she's spent the last decade as a housewife, she has no appreciable work skills or experience. And so she is out on her own. She's 34 years old. Her children are quite young. Um, and because she believed that her and Robert would be married forever, she never really bothered learning about their financial life or understanding what was going on. So finally, this is her moment to actually dig in to their financial situation and understand more of the, the makings of Robert's wealth and, and all of that. And so digs in with a divorce attorney in order to get a settlement around that same period of time, Chris meets Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, then Bruce in 1990. 
Caitlin was an Olympian in 1976 and the winner of the men's decathlon. And Caitlin was married and had been married once previously as well. And her her star was beginning to, to wane, really. She'd been a star athlete um, and had done a ton of brand endorsements, really a lot of cash grabbing happening here. Um, she had done brand endorsements with Wheaties. She was a TV host, had been a motivational speaker and um, had a had a business manager and agent right from the beginning who um, she seemed to be very happy with until Chris came along. But when Chris came and entered the scene, Basically, all of those earnings had been squandered away and Caitlyn Jenner was living alone, recently separated from her second wife and says that she was $300,000 in debt and had only $200 in the bank when she first met Chris. But Chris immediately saw potential Um, she and Caitlin got together and Chris rolled up her sleeves and got to work turning Caitlin's marketability around. And this is the really impressive part about Chris is that she, she knows what she wants. She's very good at spotting opportunities and she's prepared to roll up her sleeves and work really hard. So this quote is from a biography about Chris Jenner that I read called Dirty Sexy Money. And I think it really describes the stage of life that Chris was at and the the skills that she did bring to the table, even though she had not been working in the traditional sense. Chris had always felt she was an equal partner in the Kardashian household. When Robert entertained clients, Chris often went along, but Robert never allowed her on the front lines of executing and implementing business ideas. And she never asked that her role be any different. But as time passed, she realized her entrepreneurial talents and skills were not being utilized. With Bruce, Chris was on fire. And so Chris comes in, she surveys Caitlin's disheveled bungalow where she's living alone, uh, celebrating Christmas with with a cup of coffee and a dried out Christmas tree. And Chris begins accepting Caitlin's invites to parties so that she could again be seen and get back in the limelight. And think about back to the 90s, and this is a a big theme that we'll explore in this series, is that there was no social media at the time. The way to be in the news and a hot item and you know, be picked up for brand endorsement deals and be picked up for speaking engagements and presenting on TV was to be in the tabloids and on TV and have coverage there. And so this is what Chris already sort of understands having been in this sort of showbiz circuit with her first husband, Robert, she understands what, it, what is necessary to see and be seen. So they soon become through, you know, these public outings and things like that. They soon become a celebrity power couple. She gets um, Caitlin to fire her longtime manager of 15 years 
blaming him for either not hustling hard enough for brand deals or not being creative enough to elevate Caitlin. And so Chris just believes for some reason, without any prior experience, that she could replace that manager. Um, so remember, she has no like direct business experience at the time. She knows how to be a socialite and that's all. And so she gets all of the files from the old manager and goes through everything meticulously, learning everything she can about Caitlin's past deals and what was going on, who paid her, how much did all the you know, various managers and PR agencies and speakers bureaus and marketing companies, they were all getting a cut of Caitlin's earnings. And Chris went through line by line and started to trim the fat. So she's now Caitlin's manager and publicist and able to directly manage these deals and get all the riffraff out of the way. She then hires a video company to make a highlight reel of Caitlin's accomplishments and develops a sales presentation that helps increase her speaking fees. She gets her a stylish new wardrobe and Caitlyn Jenner is, is officially back on the scene. They, um, they get approached for bigger and better brand endorsements and they film together as a couple uh, a fitness infomercial and uh, have a, a, a brand partnership for a line of fitness equipment. And so now, you know, Chris is sort of like, she's in the limelight now as well as Caitlin's sort of better half. And this is when Chris first starts dreaming of having her own TV show. And a deal actually does get signed where she is going to be a co-host of a morning talk show with Caitlin and Chris's old friend, OJ Simpson will also be a co-host. And then the bottom falls out of all of these plans when OJ is accused of murdering his girlfriend, Nicole, who is also one of Chris's best friends. And so because of her close relationship with Nicole and also with OJ, Chris is embroiled in the case. Um, OJ calls her from jail a couple of times to vent about the situation. And so obviously the show gets put on hold and that's sort of the least of her worries as she's mourning the death of one of her best friends and caught up in this whole case. And it drags out for a really long time. But that's ultimately how she ends up losing her first TV deal. So throughout this whole period, Chris and Caitlin get married and Chris becomes pregnant with their first child together, Kendall. And uh, Chris is about to turn 40. She has her children from her earlier marriage. And, you know, there is a lot going on here, turning Caitlin's life around, dealing with the OJ case. And it's pretty incredible at this point. Um, what she has accomplished over the six years since she first met Caitlin. Let's recap a few of those things. So she repackaged Caitlyn Jenner from a forgotten sports star with $300,000 in debt to now having a full schedule of motivational speaking engagements and lucrative agreements with brands. 
the exercise infomercials starring Chris and Caitlin are airing in 35 countries and sales of the branded exercise equipment reaching $300 million in 1995. Chris and Caitlin are now a renowned celebrity couple known for their fit and healthy lifestyles. And Chris is also now in conversations with a company about doing a co-branded line of supplements. So a pretty strong list of accomplishments for a six year period. An observation here is just how quickly Chris evolved in this period and turned water into wine, essentially. So she started again, financially with nothing in the divorce. She made out with very, very little, very acrimonious, you know, got out with the shirt on her back, basically business experience, nothing direct, although I'm sure she picked up on a lot of things by osmosis through her ex-husband, Robert, who was a lawyer, but also a deal maker. And it's not shared anywhere explicitly, but in the social circles, the Kardashians ran in with celebrities. It's, it's guaranteed that many discussions would be about deals and royalties and how people sort of made their start. Um, but with that said, I'm, there, there's still a big difference between knowing the principles of something and actually doing it. But Chris, she, she wrote, rolled up her sleeve and dove right in with what she, what she did have, her tenacity and really strong work ethic. What she did have experience in, of course, was being a socialite and getting and staying in the limelight. Caitlin had gotten out of the habit of attending social events and, you know, staying in the news, but Chris got them right back into the scene and into the tabloids. So like I mentioned, the paparazzi was really the key to being in the tabloids and being in the local Hollywood rags and getting on TV. So going out was the thing, parties, dinners, openings, galas, etc. And so that's one thing that Chris really knew how to work is that kind of system. But the next rung up for Chris and her next dream would be to host a talk show, which she had gotten so close to, but the OJ Simpson trial derailed all of that. And so this is where she took a lot of inspiration from her friend and mentor, I guess, in, in this sense, um, Kathy Lee Gifford. This character, Kathy Lee Gifford, is an important mentor and inspiration to Chris. And I'll read a couple of passages from the book, Dirty Sexy Money, which is a biography of Chris Jenner's life. In just five years co-hosting her syndicated show, Kathy Lee had amassed a fortune. Using her television platform, which grew to 8 million viewers, she created a base for building an empire. Chris greatly admired Kathy Lee's success. She had always wanted to be a talk show host. Kathy Lee was living Chris's dream. They may have had little contact over the past few years, but Chris had been taking notes. Kathy Lee interjected her personal life on television, incessantly talking about her husband and her young children, Cody and Cassidy, which made her relatable to the everyday woman. Social media had yet to be invented, but Kathy Lee managed to be everywhere all the time. She was a tireless self-promoter. 
with her multiple lucrative endorsement deals, she was shoulder to shoulder with former athletes without catching a football or jumping over a hurdle in the Olympics. She had a line of cosmetics, nail polish, and diet products, and had just launched her own clothing line at Walmart. Popular TV stars and models like Jacqueline Smith, Connie Selica, Delta Burke, and Kathy Ireland were lending their names to fashion designs that were more affordable than Calvin Klein and Ralph Lauren. Middle-class women in middle America could wear clothes with celebrity tags, and Kathy Lee Gifford was outselling them all. So this is, you know, if you have remotely any idea of what the Kardashian Jenners are up to today in 2023, this is all ringing very, very familiar. And you can see how Kathy Lee was such an influence on Chris way back in 1996. And in many ways, as mentioned in that passage of the book, Chris is taking notes. She's seeing Kathy Lee as the picture of what Chris wants to become in the future and how being at the center of the cultural zeitgeist can lead to all these brand deals, the fashion, the cosmetics, and ultimately being extremely socially relevant. So this is really a snapshot into the playbook for the next 20 years. But back to the story. Chris, because she was the manager and publicist for Caitlyn, got very close to the action. And from all of Caitlyn's media appearances, she knew all the TV bookers and executives. And this is interesting and, and one of the keys to Chris's success. In the Dirty Sexy Money biography I read, it says that Chris was really good about keeping up with the TV bookers and executives by sending notes to them, calling to catch up with their lives, and what is very obviously a key to her success is her very wide social network. She's very good at making connections with building rapport and relationships um, and maintaining those relationships and friendships, particularly when she knows she can get something out of those relationships later on. Looking at our timeline now, we're at about 1996 and she does get her second shot at being a TV host because of these contacts that she has. There was a, um, a popular show at the time where one of the co-hosts was going to be replaced and Chris's name came up and she interviewed and she did a really great interview, but she was ultimately passed over by someone who that it was the network's first choice all along. She, you know, during the OJ Simpson trial, she was also able to stay sort of active on that circuit as a correspondent for some talk shows because she had been such a close friend of Nicole's. So to go back to our timeline here, it's 1996. Caitlin and Chris have been married together for six years. They have moved to Hidden Hills, an LA suburb with palatial homes. She becomes pregnant with their second child, Kylie. And so that means she will have her dream six children and that childhood dream will be, the, the box will be checked on that. She's 42 years old. And I'll read another passage from Dirty Sexy Money to sort of recap what's going on here. Understated but never underrated in her life's blueprint, Chris was also wealthy and almost famous. She had achieved every single bullet point of her plan and undoubtedly exceeded her own expectations. 
Yet there was always more fleshing out of Kirsten, Mary, Horton, Kardashian, Jenner's master to-do list. That's her full name, by the way. For other women Chris's age who were married to uber-successful men with children entering adulthood, a comfortable retirement consisted of a safety deposit box full of financial security and dazzling jewellery. These hard-earned acquisitions as supporting players to their husband's ambitions were enough to make them smile. This scenario never satisfied Chris. So before we close out the episode, I want to share an interesting trait of Chris's that I think has been, you know, sounds trivial on the surface, but ends up being one of her big keys to success and one of the reasons why she becomes so well-known is that she is a great party planner. She threw extravagant parties all her life. Every holiday was a big event. Every birthday, she would get the kids dressed up and organize these beautiful events. But they were also very strategic. And one example of this is that Chris, at this period of time in 1996, threw a surprise party to celebrate Caitlin's 20-year anniversary of becoming the men's decathlon winner. So she threw a huge surprise party for Caitlin and invited many of her Olympic athlete friends. She flew Caitlin's dad in and she worked for months to produce a video of Caitlin's friends telling the story of her life and all of her accomplishments. And that birthday event, because it was so extravagant and big, uh, was covered by Access Hollywood and NBC Sports. So... This was also around the time of Caitlin's book launch and Caitlin was uh, going to be a presenter at the 1996 Atlanta Olympic Games. So this was a strategically a great way to get Caitlin back in the news and get people thinking about her again. This same year, they move out to a new suburb in LA called Hidden Hills. And here again, she becomes known very quickly amongst neighbors for throwing extravagant parties. And this also increases her social clout among her wealthy new neighbors. So that's where we'll leave the story for this episode, but I want to recap some of the themes from this era of Chris's story. And of course, we've got some of the most exciting events coming up um, later. So first of all, Caitlyn Jenner basically becomes Chris's business and path out of being a broke single mother of four. She turns Caitlin's life around from going from in debt to now funding an extravagant lifestyle for Chris and Caitlin, but also the 10 kids between them at this point. At its core, she brought organization and structure to Caitlin's life, cut the fat, renegotiated better deals, identified more publicity, and sponsorship opportunities and really created this Jenner family brand around Caitlin, but then also, you know, Chris and Caitlin together being these like paragons of health and fitness (laughs) with the various brand deals that they had. And, um, this, you know, obviously requires a lot of organization, negotiation skills, understanding what's going on in the cultural zeitgeist, a lot of skills that were, you know, previously untapped in her former life as a housewife. 
She works tirelessly for these six years, taking very little time off, including when she had her fifth and sixth babies. She comes very close twice to her dream of becoming a talk show host, but is pipped at the post two times. But she still becomes adept at attracting media attention. And finally, she surrounds herself with people who can help her, both mentors like Kathy Lee Gifford, as well as Caitlin's TV producer contacts. And of course, she's writing those thank you notes and throwing those extravagant parties in order to stay on their radar and make sure the right people know her. But all of this tenacity takes Chris as far as she can go. She's essentially completed the Caitlyn Jenner reinvention project and there is no more juice left to squeeze there. Her next project will emerge sort of out of left field from her daughter Kim Kardashian when her sex tape is leaked. Was that an intentional move by Chris? We'll learn more in the next episode, so be sure to subscribe. And I'll see you on the next episode.